Hello and welcome to a special interview for The Wire. A recent report by the Parliamentary Committee on Official Languages, chaired by the Home Minister Amit Shah, has made a series of sweeping recommendations to the President about the use of Hindi. It wants Hindi to be the compulsory language for the examination for recruitment to government services. It wants Hindi to be the medium of instruction in all centrally funded institutions of higher learning in Hindi-speaking states. And it wants it to be constitutionally obligatory for state governments to propagate Hindi. And all of that raises one critical question. Will this be acceptable to South India, where Hindi is infrequently spoken, but is frequently not popular? Joining me to discuss this subject is the Finance Minister of Tamil Nadu, Palanivel Teagarajan. Mr. Tyagrajan, the recent report of the Parliamentary Committee on Official Languages, which has been now presented to the President, recommends that Hindi should replace English as the language of examinations for recruitment of the government. It should be the only medium of instruction in Kendra Vidyales, IITs, IIMs and central universities in Hindi-speaking states. And it should be constitutionally binding on state governments to propagate Hindi. How do you respond to these recommendations? Well, I think uh, the answer really to your first question is that it should be comprehensively unacceptable to most non-Hindi states. And I don't have to say this theoretically because my chief minister brought a resolution in the assembly, Tamil Nadu assembly about 10 days ago. And that resolution was unanimously passed uh, with the condemnation against the kind of uh, activity that was, uh, I mean, the kind of actions that were um, recommended in this committee report. And so, you know, it's, it's not a political statement. It is a unanimous resolution of the Tamil Nadu Assembly that such a report and its implications are unacceptable. Now, in fact, you referred to your chief minister, Mr. Stalin. First, he wrote a letter to the prime minister where he said, and I'm quoting from that letter, these recommendations are against the federal principles of our constitution and they will harm the multilingual fabric of our nation. Thereafter, as you said yourself, the Tamil Nadu Assembly passed a resolution urging the Modi government not to implement these recommendations. Have you had a response to either the letter or the resolution? Uh, not to my knowledge. I must say that I'm currently traveling overseas. And so it's possible that something has happened in the last two, three days that I'm unaware of. But to my knowledge, we have not had any formal response. Let me add for the sake of the audience that if there has been a response, it hasn't been made available to the media. And I would imagine that if there was a response, the media would have been told. And therefore, the fact that there's nothing in the media suggests there's no response to either the letter or the Tamil Nadu Assembly's resolution. Let me go one step further with you, Minister. The former Secretary General of the Lok Sabha, PDT Achari, writing in the Hindu, says that according to the Official Languages Act of 1963, under which this parliamentary committee was constituted, its remit is only to review the progress made in the use of Hindi for official purposes and to report specifically on that issue to the president. He says the committee is not mandated to recommend the medium of instruction in universities 
or professional institutions. In other words, by making these recommendations to the president, the committee has exceeded its remit. Do you agree with that? Uh, 100%. It has it far exceeded its constitutional uh, boundaries. It has recommended things that it was never in the realm of its uh, kind of purview. And I would almost see it as a statement of aggression against non-Hindi states and non-Hindi speaking people uh, in its kind of uh, draconian recommendations, and that's the right word, draconian recommendations, which will profoundly transform society and make it significantly less equal and significantly more of a Hindi-centric uh, kind of ecosystem, particularly in government services, which will put everybody else at a huge disadvantage. I want to pick up on that phrase you use. You see these recommendations as a statement of aggression against non-Hindi speaking states. That's strong language, but that's what you see it as. Yeah, I don't see there's any other interpretation. If you start creating a special status for Hindi, often replacing English or eliminating English as an option, what is it other than a statement of aggression against states where Hindi is not the natural language, is not the, is not the mother tongue? Now, let's remember, I want to go back in history a bit and say that what is now what we consider the Hindi belt, which is the large eight or nine states under category A, as has been categorized in this report, were not carved out as one state at the beginning of independence, at the, the, the inception. They were carved out as multiple states because they had multiple different languages. In fact, even this report acknowledges that there are something like 53 different regional languages in those A category states that are now clubbed together as kind of Hindi. So there is a long history that when you impose Hindi as the de facto kind of way of getting your work done with the government or having the government function be accessible, it is a sure path to the uh, elimination, eradication, or significant reduction of uh, existing regional languages and their ability to thrive and continue. And so, you know, especially in a place like Tamil Nadu, where our culture is thousands of years old, where every day we are discovering more and more artifacts uh, in the archaeological digs, suggesting that some version of Tamil script existed thousands of years ago, then surely we are not at all going to be acceptable or accepting of any efforts to kind of uh, suppress our language at the cost of promoting some other language. I hear what you're saying, that you will not accept any effort to suppress your language at the cost of another language. But there's a further problem for you. In that article by PDT Achari, he points out that these recommendations have a mandatory character. He says the government is required to act upon them. If his interpretation is correct and the government does act on these, what would your government do? Well, you know, I don't want to go into the realm of speculation, but I'll just say a couple of things philosophically. At least as far as this union government is concerned, no previous convention or norm or uh, what was considered, uh, you know, accepted uh, um, standard protocol has ever applied. You know, there have been uh, many actions this government has taken which are not yet constitutionally 
validated and which are still pending adjudication by the Supreme Court, starting with something as you know uh, profound as demonetization. We have not even had you know real progress. Only recently hearings have started whether that was constitutional or not. So this government has a history of far exceeding what was the well accepted norms and boundaries of the constitution or of committees, and doing all manner of things. So they have their to their choice. They go either way. They go. Things that are supposed to be done, they don't do. Things that should never be done, they do. And for whatever reason, the constitutional court doesn't seem to get involved at the right time. So the fact that it's mandatory is of the same cloth where this committee has far exceeded its remit, right? So you know, at some level, it's hard for me to put these two in the same kind of balance, right? If if already what the committee has recommended is beyond its constitutional remit profoundly, why should we now say that because it's mandatory, it should be applied mandatorily? And you break the constitution when it suits you, and then you enforce the constitution when it suits you. This is not an acceptable way of interpreting the constitution, in my opinion. I will only say philosophically, it's not a question of acceptance by one man or one government or one ministry. I have mentioned this before. I'll say it again. Whenever these kinds of, you know, dictatorial, authoritarian insertions of a particular way of uh, kind of functioning have been attempted in the past, particularly on the basis of language, they have led to very, very, very bad outcomes. This is not the first time. At least as far as Tamil Nadu is concerned, we can remember the attempts to kind of thrust Hindi down our throats as a compulsory way of official and and uh, learning and all that. Once in the 30s. Once in the sixties, both of them ended very, very badly. You're not talking about enforcing this on a village of like hundred people, right? It's a state. At least our state is almost eighty million people. There are many, many hundreds of millions of people in states where Hindi is not the national language. I don't see how this thing is going to be acceptable to any of them. You're saying, in no uncertain terms, and I'm quoting you. That if these recommendations are implemented, there will be a very, very, very bad outcome in Tamil Nadu. In other words, this will not be acceptable to the people of the state, and there could be violence of the sort on language issues that we saw in the sixties. We could go back to that again. Yeah, I, I don't want to predict, and I don't want to be a scaremonger. I am just telling you that intelligent people learn from history. and we have to have some basis on which we form expectations and assess risk and assess outcomes i'm saying when less than these attempts when attempts that were less severe than these recommendations that been attempted to be implemented they have led in the past to very very bad bad outcomes i'm saying you know self immolations uh, martyrs uh, firings you know all kinds of problems i'm not predicting i'm not scaremongering i'm just saying that's what the true history is that's undeniable undebatable what will happen this time who knows time will tell